Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Inner Path Podcast. I'm your host, Bia, and as always, I'm really, really excited to be here. So today we're going to be talking about how to date yourself, what that looks like, how to build a healthy, beautiful relationship with yourself, and bonus, I'm also going to be sharing the self-love languages, which is something that I don't hear many people, almost no one, talk about but it has been really important for me in my journey. And I think it can help you understand how to love yourself to a whole other level. The first thing that I wanna say though, is that just because I'm talking about dating yourself does not mean that this is exclusive to the single people, okay? Even if you're in a relationship, you should be dating yourself. You should have a non-exclusive relationship with yourself and you should be like the most important person in your life and your number one priority in terms of like the relationships that you have the relationship with yourself should be your number one priority and i'm going to explain to you why and how you can make that happen because i know i talk a lot about the importance of having a relationship with yourself but today we're really going to dive deep into all the reasons why it is important and you should stop not paying attention to it (laughs) because the truth is you already have a relationship with yourself so let's start there you can't really run away from yourself no matter how much you want to so even if you want to ignore yourself distract yourself from whatever is going on within you even if you don't like yourself um you cannot run away from yourself like you will be with yourself to till the day you die you know what i mean and and what that means is you already have a relationship with yourself. It might just be really shitty. It might be really, really bad and very toxic and dysfunctional. So what you want to do is turn that relationship into the most thriving, heartfelt, wholesome relationship that you can have. Um, And it doesn't take away the importance of having community around you or having you know, your loved ones, having a partner, it's not at all the hyper-independence type of, um, type of talk. Like, like it's good to, to, to know that you can rely on yourself, but it's not about just relying on yourself either. So we're going to be talking about all of this. Um, you know, I started cultivating this relationship with myself three years ago in 2020, but especially starting 2021. Because it was when I decided um, to do inner child work. I wanted to heal my inner child. Uh, Obviously, now I know that it's not something you just kind of fix and it's healed. Like, oh my God. But definitely, I healed a lot of the wounds and the things that I needed to work through. And it's definitely a never-ending journey. But during that year, I did a lot of work. And seeing myself through the eyes of there is an inner child within me there is this this pure innocent loving person within me that just needs that love and support and caregiving like when i saw myself that way instead of just seeing myself as this one person kind of like who i am and seeing myself as i get to be the adult that my child did not have or wish they had it really changed my perspective on how to take care of myself and why it's important because the truth is our inner childs live within us like um since you're 
a kid, as you're growing up, there's always this part of you that is connected to that innocence, to that purity, to that love, um, to that naiveness even. And, and learning to connect with that part of you will really um, change your perspective on this. So I highly recommend that you work with your inner child by meeting your inner child in meditations that was really important for me and like it was life-changing to be honest it healed me so much and it really helped me in that process of healing and working through a lot of the things that i need to work through um but then just showing up a lot so yeah that's kind of like the overview right um i i think it's just a, a good tip start with your inner child like see the relationship you have with yourself as if you're parenting yourself because it it kind of is like that you know like you're your own lover but you're also your own parents and you're not your parents but you get to be your parent self to your inner child um just like you get to be your lover to yourself uh the masculine to your feminine again not trying to say that you don't get to have a man or a woman whoever you are you know like you don't you don't have to to not have a partner but you get to be that partner too um you can also be your own teacher and your student like you know there's all these kind of what's the word for it archetypes within you like versions of yourself that exist with you within you and it has really helped me just understand myself better from a place of more neutrality because if you're just looking at yourself especially if you're in a place where you don't really love yourself um and maybe you hate yourself and you don't like who you are or your body or this or that um then it's gonna be hard for you to simply like okay i'm gonna start treating myself better because you're not gonna feel worthy of that right like the reason why you don't treat yourself better right now like the reason why you self-abandon the reason why you betray yourself over and over the the reason why you put everyone else's needs above your own is not a coincidence first of all it's because you learned that that's how you had to do it in order to survive whether that was physically emotionally or mentally but ultimately you learned that you weren't worthy of that attention, of that compassion, of the understanding, of the love, right? Of the caring. And and so it's not something that, it's not like a, a, a switch you can flip and it's like, oh, now I feel worthy. Like it takes time to build that sense of worthiness. And, and so it's gonna be hard for you to do that when you don't feel that way yet. But if you start connecting to your inner child instead, you're going to see her worthiness pretty much right away because I'm guessing for most people at least, because again, like you see the innocence in them, you see the light that exists within you, but you're not seeing it as your own. You're kind of separating yourself from it. And for a while, that's really helpful. And I still work with my inner child almost as a separate entity, but that, that exists within myself. But I also see myself as that kid. Does that make sense? Like, I know it feels paradoxical, but 
I see myself as my inner child, but I also see my, my inner child as a part of me and not the whole version of me, like the whole reality that exists within me. Um, that really helped me grow that compassion and understanding. And it was a long path. So I don't want you to think that you need to master this in one day. So the best way for you to understand how you can cultivate a good relationship with yourself is understanding that the relationship you have with yourself is just like building any other relationship. So right now, you don't like yourself, let's imagine, right? Or you don't like yourself at least enough to to feel worthy or to feel good about yourself. And, and you're also not really there for you. You're constantly self-abandoning, again, self-betraying. What does that actually mean? That means that, like, imagine that you have a friend and you know that they need this and that. You know that certain things are bad for them. Like <laughs> they have kind of an emotional allergy to something. And instead of you kind of um, helping them through it, this this is the worst analogy ever. Okay, let's let's think of something else. My point is that self let's start with self-abandoning. I feel like that's easier to under, to explain and then move forward to the self-betrayal but self-abandoning happens to a lot of us even as you're like learning to love yourself like i still do it from time to time and that's totally fine as long as you pick that and kind of like notice it or become aware of it and you're one step further to changing that pattern for you and doing that over and over again it's definitely gonna like change your life right but self-abandoning usually comes from a place of not feeling worthy or or not feeling enough. And ultimately, you might not really know how to take care of yourself. If your parents were never there for you, if they kind of neglected you, whether that was emotionally, physically, etc., you're not going to know how to take care of you. You're not going to know how to show up for your emotions. So you're, you would rather distract yourself, run away from yourself by drinking, smoking, by being with friends all the time that you're never alone. And if you are alone, you're watching TV shows or talking to a friend or doing something that doesn't really like put you face to face with what you're trying to run away from. Um, the other thing might be not taking care of your hygiene. Like there was a point in my life, a, f- a few years, yeah, like a couple of years ago, I was going through my toxic relationship and it, I was in a really bad shape in terms of mental health. Um, and I wasn't brushing my teeth. I was barely showering. Like I literally did not brush my teeth for I think a whole year, like to be honest. Um, I don't know how I did that. <laughs> But I just didn't. And if I would, I wouldn't really... Br- like, it was it was messy. Um, but I wasn't really taking care of my hygiene. Um, I really wasn't. I didn't look after myself or my body. I was just eating what- whatever, but not really, like, taking into account kind of, like, how it made me feel. I was binge eating a lot. Like, there's no shame in eating, you know? Like, I think it's something that I've been healing a lot, especially since I've been here in Italy. But there is definitely an issue with 
eating too much until you're like completely sick and there's an issue maybe with not eating at all until you're dizzy for example there's also an issue with only eating foods that are definitely not good for you like fast food all that i was literally ordering ordering out almost every single night and i was eating so much um till i got sick literally um and and it wasn't good for me and it, i'm not saying this from a place of like oh your body this or you like it's not good for you because there's no nutrients there's no no real like fuel in that in that type of food like obviously you can eat it here and there again no problem with that but if you're doing that and you're never really like looking after your health looking after yourself as a parent does which i like if a child is always eating mcdonald's or burger king like you're gonna say like that parent is being really careless right i, I feel mo like most of you will understand this so kind of understanding that you're also that child again with that kind of parenting versus inner child separation because it allows you to create more distance from what you're doing or how you're doing it and so being like okay i need to also eat healthy so let's include more fruit in my diet more vegetables in my diet let's drink more water like these are simple things that we don't really learn how to do because we just don't like our parents don't really teach us how especially if you come from a really toxic environment a very dysfunctional or abusive household obviously you did not learn this <laughs> like i'm guessing you didn't right uh <laughs> my dog is snoring <laughs> can you hear that <laughs> i think he's dreaming um okay sorry so basically that's kind of like what self-abandonment is it's literally abandoning your needs your desires your needs as in emotional needs physical needs mental needs so if you're struggling with mental health and you're not really addressing it or if you're constantly just uh, like not there for you right if you're never with yourself and then comes self-betrayal which is kind of like it is self-abandoning or um self-betrayal includes self-abandoning but it goes a bit further than that it's like for example saying yes to things you want to say no to or keeping your mouth shut when you want to say something and it is important for you to speak up for some reason um i've had so many examples of this especially with guys where i did not want that like i did not want to be with them but i would I would be too scared to say it so i would betray myself and i would completely abandon my my needs my physical needs my emotional needs too um self-betrayal might look like lying to yourself saying like oh yeah i want this i clearly want to follow this path uh because this is the only path that i can follow or whatever but in reality you're just denying yourself of the truth which is you desire something else so you're betraying yourself like you're you're literally like going the opposite direction that your truth and your authenticity is telling you to go towards right that is self uh, self well that is also self-abandoning but also self-betrayal maybe maybe they are a bit interchangeable interchangeable i don't know never <laughs> thought about it like that but but my point is 
self-betrayal obviously is something really bad if you want to cultivate a good relationship with yourself but a lot of you a lot of us are doing it and that gets to be okay but it's good for us to be aware of it so maybe you can journal about this i think that would be really good like how am i abandoning myself how am i betraying myself i think that's a really powerful question that you can ask yourself at any point in your journey like even nowadays i i ask myself from time to time like okay where am i not meeting my needs or how am i abandoning myself right now or how could i show up for myself even more even better um because we're not perfect we're always improving and and it doesn't mean that we're not good enough where we're at but it does mean that like as as we grow in awareness we get to treat ourselves even better self-betrayal might mean for example staying in a relationship that isn't good for you anymore and you Uh, I have a a real life example of that. I feel like I have all the examples, guys. I've been through it. Um, But I knew my ex cheated on me. I I knew it. He did it more than once. Uh, There's this one time where I found texts of him um, with him talking to other girls. And it wasn't just like a hey, you know, it was like actual sexting type of conversations um audio saying like i it was really nice to see you and blah blah i had a great time with you messages like i miss your skin stuff like that so like full-on actual cheating okay like um i read them and i i stuck around like i i decided to forgive him i really i didn't forgive him i was just too scared to leave But I betrayed myself in that moment because I was like, you know, you deserve that. So let's stick around. You know, like what he did is totally fine. So you don't like, fuck you, Bia, you know, that was self-betrayal. It was literally like, yeah, he betrayed me, but I betrayed myself even more by not leaving at that moment. So these are just a few examples that I think are going to help you understand what what it means. I'm really good with examples, clearly not really good with analogies. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so if you're doing all these things, it's good to become aware of it. The other thing that I feel like is really important when you're building a relationship with yourself, and this is something that I see most people do when they're still like not really aware or even if they are, but I see so many people do this, and obviously including myself, but we're always learning. And and something that you need to be aware of is, are you avoiding yourself? I feel like if you want to build a relationship with anyone, you need to show up, right? Like, I feel like, especially if you have certain traumas and certain wounds that you're scared of face, certain things within you that you're scared of um, addressing, you're not gonna show up for yourself. You're gonna avoid yourself at all costs. Kind of with the examples that I gave, like by drinking, smoking, constantly binge watching something or scrolling on your phone all the time, not really giving yourself space to just be with yourself, you know, to, to actually like just sit with yourself, just listen to your thoughts, just listen to what's going on. Because when you stop, you know. And if you don't know, it's 
because you're not stopping, it's because you're not resting, it's because you're not sitting with yourself for long enough. And a lot of people do this. You cannot build a relationship with yourself if you don't spend time with yourself, with your actual self. Because if you're always kind of looking outwards, you know, if you're always focused on what's happening around you, then you're not really aware of what's happening within you. But the truth is, what is happening within you is always, always, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it's always influencing what is happening outside of you or how you're, at least it's influencing your perception of what's happening outside of you. For example, when I was still very much in the wound of, you know, my childhood traumas and my father and all these things, I was a very angry person. (laughs) I would get pissed so quickly. Like I would lose my temper very easily with the closest people to me. And I was always judging. I was always angry at everyone, at the world. Even if I didn't really show it to everyone, I was constantly like upset, constantly feeling like injustice, like this is unfair, this isn't fair. Um, and the truth is, when I stopped, I realized that I was really just angry at my dad. <laughs> I was really just angry at, at both of my parents. And suddenly, the reality of my reality is unfair, life is unfair, completely shifted because life isn't unfair. I'm just living in this pain, in this wound of life is unfair because I have not addressed it. Something that you need to understand is that if you're not addressing something, it becomes you, it over, like it overtakes you completely until it's loud enough that you have no other option like you need to face it. It gets louder and louder. You know, if you went through pain in your childhood that you've never addressed, you're going to feel more and more pain because you're never addressing it. Because that's the thing, you know, like you don't address the bigger thing because you're also not addressing the smallest things. Every time someone hurts you, every time someone upsets you, like you don't really go there. You don't go there because you're not sitting with yourself for enough time to, to even go there. And so it just builds up and you become the suffering. You become the fear. You become the anger. When anger isn't you, pain isn't you, suffering isn't you. Like you as a soul being, you are love. You are abundance. You are like infinite infinite possibilities. <laughs> and you are light. You're also shadow, but but you are light and you are abundant, you know, um, emotionally, mentally, like in all ways. But you're not rec- you're not going to recognize that reality if if you feel shitty within. So that's why it's so important to to address that. And that starts with building a relationship with yourself, because imagine that you're just talking to a random person on the street. And you're just like, you know, tell me your deepest, deepest, darkest secret. Like, tell me, like, where does all your fear or your wounds or your trauma come from? Like, tell me that one moment that, you know, like, they are not going to share that with you. Why? Because they don't trust you. So that's a really big point. The reason why you want to spend time with yourself is because you need to trust yourself. And you're not going to trust yourself if you're never there, right? Like, 
you go to certain people when you're going through stuff because you trust that they're gonna hold space for you. You already know that because they've been there before. If you've never been there for yourself, you're not gonna feel like you can handle it. You're not gonna feel comfortable sharing that with yourself, meaning you're not gonna feel comfortable sitting with your emotions because you've never done that before. And it's gonna feel scary because you don't trust yourself to hold that space for you. So a really good way to start like building that trust is by showing up for yourself, showing up for your needs, meaning you start taking care of your body, you start taking care of your health. That's what I mean by body, okay? By like health, you work on your mobility, you work on uh, your hygiene, you, you, you show up. It also means, for example, something that really helped me was journaling. I was journaling like very frequently, like so much, <laughs> you know, and it really helped me. It helped me understand my thoughts. It helped me understand what was going on within me. And little by little, I began to surrender to myself. And at some point, I was just like, I can fully trust myself. I can can be fully honest with myself and nothing bad will happen. Because obviously, at first, you're kind of like judging yourself. Just like maybe your parents did when you were younger. Like you, you would probably go to them tell them something and they would be like, why did you do that? Like you just wanted to be witnessed. You just wanted to be held and supported, but they didn't know how to show up for you like that. And you might be like that for yourself in the beginning, but you learn as you go. And the more you show up, the more you're going to learn how to hold space for you because you're going to understand, okay, this is clearly not working because this is not really nurturing me in any way. Um, or this is just making me feel worse. And you're going to start understanding these nuances. And and eventually you're just going to continue to build a better relationship with yourself. Just like you build a better relationship with everyone around you. It doesn't take one time of being a good friend. It, it, it's like consistency. And sometimes you cannot be that good friend. Sometimes you screw up. Sometimes you say the wrong thing. Sometimes you judge. Sometimes you you say something that you didn't mean it like that. Sometimes shadow comes through and that is fine. You get to build that relationship over time. Because the good thing about having a relationship with yourself is that it's for life. You know, it's like you're married to yourself. That's like the biggest marriage, you know, you're married to yourself. You will always be there. So you have a lifetime of of trying, 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 trial and error, you have a lifetime to build that relationship. And if you start today, I mean, can you imagine the relationship that you're going to have in like 60 years, 70 years? I don't know how old you are, but you know, imagine that it's magical. Let me drink water. (laughs) It's, I'm thirsty. Um, but it can really change your life. Like in three years, in two to three years, my life has completely changed. And I have no doubts that it's all due to the relationship that I've built with myself. I found more resilience, more strength, more bravery, more compassion. And all of that has allowed me to grow and to be open to life. Because if you're close to yourself, again, the relationship you have with yourself will will be reflected onto everything 
that is happening around you. If your relationship is close with yourself, I can guarantee you, you will never be able to fully open up to someone else. Like you might open up a little bit more because maybe you learn to trust them, but there will always be something kind of like trying to protect you from opening up too much for being too vulnerable because you're not being vulnerable with yourself. That's just the truth. The best relationships are built when you have a good relationship with yourself. That's just facts. I'm, I'm trying to come up with a good example that can explain to you just how much your relationship with yourself impacts the life around you in your relationships. But an example is when you learn to set boundaries with yourself, you stop accepting people that cross your boundaries. Like your non-negotiables, the ones that you honor within yourself, you will not accept anyone that disrespects that, period. You know why? Because you create the standards. The relationship you have with yourself is the standard for all your other relationships, for not just romantic relationships. I mean friendships, I mean work environment, I mean family, like Every single one of those relationships starts with how you treat yourself, how you, how much you respect yourself. Because I'm sure if you don't have a good relationship with yourself, think about how many times you have let people step all over you. Or maybe you're the opposite and you're always not allowing yourself to be vulnerable. So you're always defending. Like you're always like ready to defend yourself and attack. And you're never really just chill. You never really feel safe with anyone because at any sign of like something that can disturb that idea of yourself or that relationship or someone doesn't agree with you, you're like, you're always against me. And like, you kind of feel attacked. And that's because you're not there for yourself to validate your truth and to understand that my truth is my truth and I validate it. I don't need you to validate it because you're not the you're not the person that gets to to call those shots to like make that call. When you don't have a good relationship with yourself, any sign of someone else not giving you that love and you feel like they're going to abandon you, they're going to leave you and you're constantly scared that people are going to walk out of your life. Also because of maybe some childhood wounds, but the fear gets even bigger because you're not there for you. So it's like, without you, I'm no one. Without you, I have nothing. That is just not true. And if that feels true to you right now, it's because you don't have a good relationship with yourself. Because I'm telling you, when you do, it doesn't make it like easy, but it makes it easier, you know? It makes it easier, so much easier. <laughs> I used to be the person that was like, I can't live without without you. Like, I will literally die if you're not in my life. It felt like I was dying many times when me and my ex were like breaking up, making up, breaking up. And the moments of the breakups, like, it was terrible. I was literally so mean to myself. Another thing is relationships, especially romantic ones, at least in my personal uh, experience, when a guy loves me, it kind of makes me feel like I have permission to love myself and I usually start treating myself better. But if they're not there, then I treat myself like shit. That used to happen a lot. Um, 
And again, it just reflects how much we need ourselves. It just really shows us what we need to give ourselves. And again, I'm not trying to say that you cannot rely on anyone else. Like you can, but make sure that you're there for yourself first because if you stop being there because, oh, someone else is in my life so I can put all of this on them, like I can share with them whenever I'm feeling bad, when when something happens, I can call them and they can come to my rescue. And if you suddenly just rely on this person, that self-trust that you've been building suddenly starts dissipating because it's like any other relationship. If you're there and you call every day and you're like reaching out and you're like, do you want to go out with me? And suddenly you ghost them for a few months. Can you honestly say that the relationship is going to be the same? And if that happens one time, two times, three times, can you honestly say that it's going to be the same? No, right? Because we need that consistency. Consistency is key. Commitment is key. You need to commit to yourself. You need to show up for yourself regularly. Not because someone is showing you that you're worth showing up for yourself because you're worth the love, but because you know that you need it in order to be happier in order to feel better in order to have more inner peace when you're not addressing all these things even the good parts of you because the thing is if you're abandoning yourself and you're avoiding the pains and sufferings and the traumas you're avoiding the good too you're not really allowing yourself to live to be excited to celebrate life to celebrate yourself and your wins and your achievements Like, this is also something that I tell a lot of my clients and the people around me um, because it's not that you're just neglecting or abandoning the bad sides. Like, you're abandoning it all. You are. Because you're not going to feel safe to to, to celebrate and to be excited if you're not, if you don't feel safe with the opposite. You're likely going to be thinking oh i can't really celebrate or it's not worth it or what if something bad happens you know like that's that's how it's going to be and when you learn to be there for yourself you're not scared that something bad will happen because i mean shit goes down you know like stuff happens and you also start learning that as you grow and you evolve and And it's not like you're not always focusing on, oh my God, what could go wrong? Or, you know, today I'm happy. What about tomorrow? What if tomorrow something terrible happens? You're just, you gain much more space. You begin to to create some kind of healthy space between you and your emotions, you and your thoughts, because you understand that you exist beyond all of that. You are the awareness behind all of those things. And sure, like sometimes it feels like you're those things, but but you exist beyond it. It's not going to feel like that, though, if you don't have a relationship with yourself. Because you, like your thoughts and your emotions take over. Example, if you're always overthinking, it's probably because you're not addressing something. Or it's probably because you don't feel safe within yourself, right? So... I think the key to having a relationship with yourself is just like any other relationship, showing up, building that self-trust because in that self-trust, you're going to create space. Space for what? Like for feeling your emotions and understanding your thoughts 
from a place of like, I can trust myself. It's okay that I think these things. It's okay. And you get to say it all. Like in my journaling um, journey, <laughs> I've, I've learned to, to fully just say it, you know? Even if it's the most twisted, the most dark, the darkest, the, the, like, the saddest thing, whatever it is, even if it's scary for me to admit it, I feel so safe with myself that I, I've already cultivated that space where I can just say the things, even if in my life I'm not fully like addressing it or I'm mostly ignoring it. But when I'm in that moment, when I'm like, I'm here for you, tell me what is going on. I say it all. I don't hold back. I say my truth, whatever that looks like, whatever that feels like. And that has helped me so much because I know that whatever happens, I got me. And I'm telling you, that is the best feeling in the world. You know, something that I, I think about is that I've always felt like I didn't belong anywhere. And cultivating a, a relationship with myself has made me realize that I always belong to myself. Whatever happens, wherever I am, I always belong to me. When I was studying in England for a few months, I felt just completely ungrounded, like overthinking. I was complete chaos. Like I'm not joking. I was drinking. I was smoking. I was always distracting myself. I did not feel safe. Even if I loved the idea of traveling, actually being there, and I was also going through a breakup and, and all these things. So like everything within me just wanted to run away from myself. I did not feel comfortable at all. I did not feel at home. Fast forwarding to now, I'm in Italy. It's been three months. I've gone through a lot of stuff too. And yet I feel, I feel safe. I feel comfortable. I feel at home because I have myself. I have everything that I need when I have myself. Because when I have myself, I know I can figure it out even if something goes wrong. Just like when you have safe parents that you can rely on, you know, if something were to happen, you would talk to them. Like as a kid, before the mistrust started to happen, if that was your, you know, reality, you you would talk to them, right? Because you want them to be there to protect you. And now you need yourself to protect you. That is imperative. If you don't, if you don't protect yourself, and if you're not um, advocating for your safety, for your needs and desires, no one can do that for you. You will not be able to communicate clearly what you want to other people, to the universe, if you're not actually um, just aware of who you are and what you need and how okay it is. Because we know what feels wrong to us. We know what what is not in alignment because we feel it in our bodies. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel safe. Um, it feels like we're betraying ourselves. Like we feel like I know this is not what I'm supposed to do. Like we feel that. But we also don't validate our own experience. Because if someone else disagrees, like, oh, that doesn't make sense that you're setting that boundary with me, then you're going to trust them instead of trusting yourself. It's key to trust yourself. 
key to have a relationship with yourself. So now that we've done the bulk of it, let's talk about dating yourself, which is basically the same thing, but dating yourself is more like seeing yourself not just as the parent and the inner child, but also being the lover to yourself. And this is where the self-love languages come out. So I'm just gonna grab my phone and drink some water because I'm thirsty. And obviously there's how many? One, two, three, four, five love languages. Water time, sorry guys. And I absolutely love them. So my, so there's like websites, by the way, there's websites where you can check out like um, what your predominant love languages are. Because we all have the like the five love languages. We all kind of need them. But usually some of them are kind of bigger, more important for us. Meaning that the way you feel loved, like might be predominantly physical touch, might be quality time, might be all these things. And if you're not sure what they are, um, there's websites, you can Google it, like, uh, like love languages test or what are my love languages? And there's like a bunch of tests that you can do. So my main love languages are physical love, physical love, <laughs> well, I guess that's, yeah. Uh, but quality time and physical touch. First quality time. I already knew that to be honest. Um, and it's funny because they say, and I totally agree, that um, usually your main love language is the thing that you craved the most as a kid, but you did not have it. And for me, it was quality time. And eventually also physical touch and words of affirmation and all those things. But, <laughs> but quality time was a big one. I felt like my parents did not have time for me. And when, when I say quality time, because when they were there, they were not necessarily uh, pleasant. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they were the opposite. They were very just disruptive, you know? Like, I wanted to keep my inner peace. They did not, clearly. Uh, and it was very, like, intense and chaotic and just not at all good and healthy. So I did not have quality time for the most part. I just had time, but the time wasn't good. And I also didn't have that much time because my parents were always working. So anyway, my love language, my main one is quality time, physical touch, and words of affirmation is also very important. I feel like physical touch and words of affirmation are almost at the same level, but physical touch is a bit more. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it's a bit more. Um, but just like you can apply love languages to your relationships, like your, I feel like they apply to all your relationships, like romantic, mostly, like that's what we talk about. If you talk about love, people are gonna think about romance period i've been trying to separate these two concepts because love exists beyond that but um but there's also your friendships like this can be something good to do with a friend too like oh what are your main love languages how can i support you more how can i help you feel more loved by me that's actually a good exercise i, I think i should do that with my best friend um, and then you have the self-love languages which are basically the self-love the, the love languages but apply to you so for example, the quality time that I was telling you about, just like I need a person to show up in my life consistently and be there. Like if they're with me, it's like, you're not going to be on your phone, first of all. Like that's 
a fuck no. You're not going to spend time on your phone. You're actually going to be here present, listening. You're going to like create good memories with me. We're going to talk. We're going to be intimate, whether that means uh, sex, whether, whether that means actual like just being together and listening to one another and having deep conversations whether that means me being able to share something and having someone hold space for me quality time means doing things that are nurturing it might be sometimes you know watching a movie but it's also just cooking together or you know there's so many things um but applied to the self quality time for me looks like being mindful so trying to be present in my own life not always distracted by my phone or by a tv show or by like over socializing but actually being present being around nature breathing um being like finding gratitude in the present moment uh doing things that i love doing things that i enjoy things like playing my ukulele uh, working from time to time. I feel like that's also a bit of a quality time. Um, but it might also be just resting, for example. Just not necessarily sleeping or taking a nap because I don't know if I consider that a quality time because I'm not aware of the time. But um, but definitely just closing my eyes or resting or reading a book or uh, journaling. Quality time like journaling. Talking to myself. Like I feel like that's also quality time, although... That might also be in words of affirmation. I don't know. But quality time might be journaling because it's like me talking to myself in a way. It's like me expressing myself and like holding space for how I feel. It's like, it's kind of me tapping on my shoulder and be like, tell me everything. And I just dump it on a paper or on my laptop because I, I love journaling on my computer because I can write almost as fast as my thoughts come. <laughs> um... I'm just checking out what I wrote here. So practices that help me stay grounded too. Meditation, um, yoga, like anything that connects me with my breath is really good. Like it has been helping me a lot. And I feel like it's quality time because it really nurtures me, my body, mind and soul. Um, And again, doing things you love. That's a big one. I feel like people don't spend like at all almost any time doing things they love whether that's drawing art listening to music and dancing i also love that i love dancing around the house and just like oh my god i'm dancing and i'm shaking my butt or if it's a one direction type of day for my inner child i'm just jumping around and singing and and all of that like that's also that it might be watching a movie from time to time or you know just sipping on some water and looking at the view and just being present mainly i think it's about being present then there's physical touch and you might be asking how the hell do i physical touch myself you know (laughs) like that looks like in a relationship it might be like holding hands or someone hugging you i love hugs i'm i didn't know this about myself actually until i finally I was with a guy that made me realize, oh my god, I'm so needy. Like, I need physical touch so much. I didn't know that. I would literally cuddle with him for, like, hours. And as soon as he, like, needed to do something, like, I need to go to the bathroom or let's, like, cook. I would be like, no, but I still need to touch you. So I would sometimes just, like, you know, put my foot, like, on top of his. And I would be like, okay, this is good. (laughs) 
And I never knew I was that like, I, I craved physical touch that much, but I do. So how do I do that with myself? It looks like caressing my body. I do that a lot. I just kind of like go over my legs and my feet and my arms. And I just kind of like, can you hear this? Yeah, so I, I just kind of do that. I also kind of squeeze myself, but in a like caring, gentle way, like my legs, my arms, and just like try to really be present in my body and feel that love. And that might look like giving myself kisses. Like I can't kiss myself in the mouth, but I can, well, I actually do that when I'm talking to myself in the mirror. <laughs> Does that count? I don't know. But I, I like kissing my knees and my legs and my arms, wherever I can reach. Um, but I just like doing those as like symbols of love for myself and my body. It actually looks like holding my own hand. I, I do that a lot. I didn't notice that. But I just like like holding my own hand, having my hands together. Or if I'm doing something, I'm just kind of like, maybe I'm working on a laptop or I'm watching a movie and I'm just kind of caressing my body. It also looks like self-pleasure, like giving yourself the best fucking orgasms, you know, like going in for anyone that has a pussy, you know what I mean? Going in and just giving yourself love or a little like, as they say, a yoni massage and just allowing yourself to melt with yourself, onto yourself, within yourself, kind of. If you don't have a yoni and you have a sausage. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was so funny. Um, but if you don't have a yoni and you have, you know, something else, um, there's also ways for you to do it. You know, just up and down and, and there's something. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm being so silly right now. Um, but yeah, so I love self-pleasure unfortunately i'm not there right now because i'm still a bit but eventually i cannot wait literally like i want my birthday gift I, i've already had my birthday but i haven't given myself a gift but my birthday gift i want a dildo a rose quartz dildo because self-love and self-love you know what i mean <laughs> it's like self-love on self-love type of stuff um, but speaking of gifts, there's also receiving gifts, so you can give yourself gifts, like taking myself on a massage, like I've done that for my Christmas gift, and I loved it, like why don't we do that more, like right, like why the hell are not, are we not doing that more, um, it looks like treating yourself to something, like a massage, or a vacation, taking yourself somewhere, um, it might be like buying something for yourself that you also need. It might be um, harvest, yeah, harvesting like flowers and just putting them somewhere like on a little jar with water. It might be buying, I don't know, YouTube premium so you don't have to listen to the ads, which is something that I definitely want to do because I'm so fucking tired of those double ads that sometimes it's like triple and I'm just like, what the hell? <laughs> so yeah, I don't want to, I don't, you know? Um, so yeah, honestly, receiving gifts is not much of my thing, at least with other people. Like I, I like gestures. I, I like gifts as gestures and it doesn't necessarily have to be something fancy. Um, obviously everyone likes to be pampered, 
but it's definitely not a main love language for me. Then we have access service, which is in a, in a lot of ways, for me, it feels like being your own parent. So taking care of yourself, going to the groceries, taking a shower and making that shower like extra special, like putting candles around or incense or some uh, essential oils, just giving it a spa vibe. It does not have to be expensive, you know, uh, looking after your hygiene, planning something nice, like, oh, let's go to the beach today and let's do this and just stay there and let's like literally caring after yourself and and going the extra mile. I feel like for real, we don't take ourselves enough to go out or on dates. Like I used to not feel comfortable being by myself in a restaurant or even like at a park, just going out, like being by myself, I would be almost like, okay, who can come with me? Cause I cannot go alone. You can go alone. So stop saying you can't, you can say, I don't want to, or I don't feel comfortable, but no fucking bullshit. You know what I mean? Like you can go out on your own. You can literally have dinner on your own. I had dinner in Italy by myself. And I was like, I, I was seeing this beautiful, just, uh, it felt like I was in a fucking movie, you know? It was beautiful. I was just looking over a bridge and like some beautiful buildings, my favorite buildings in Venice. And I was just like, oh my God, like, I can't believe I've never done this before. Like, and going to McDonald's or Burger King and ordering like that doesn't count. I mean, actually going to a restaurant and like being proud that you're taking yourself to do something. It might be going on a trip by yourself or just doing anything by yourself, really. Um, like going on a workshop and all these things. Like, just don't wait for someone to make you happy, to make you feel happy, to make you feel excited for life. Learn to do that for yourself. Which again, it's not that I'm saying that you can't have someone that gives you that, but don't rely on it. Because first of all, you don't know if that person is gonna stick around forever. I hope they do if they're right for you, but but you don't know that. No one knows that. We can hope, we can pray, but you know, we don't really know. But what you know is even if they're not around, and even if they are in your life, but they're not necessarily like around in that specific season or day or whatever, and you want to do something, you feel like going out, you feel like roller skating, like take yourself there. Do like do it just do it go the extra mile for yourself because you deserve it you know and lastly in terms of self-love languages we have words of words of affirmation so this is really important in your healing journey not just to like you know it's not just a fancy thing like it's really important being conscious about your dialogue with yourself obviously especially if you're starting this journey right now your inner thoughts are going to be really loud and a lot of it is going to like you're not even going to notice because you're so used to like the inner dialogue of you're shitty you're not enough you can't do it i can't do it Uh, this is not possible i can't go there i'm not capable like that happens a lot like or why did you do this you suck um it's not possible for me whatever it is but that Dialogue is so important. Just like a parent has to be careful with how they say certain things because it matters 
how you talk to yourself matters so much and being your biggest critic will never be a good thing you know it's not good for you it's not gonna make you feel worthy that's for sure so every time you notice yourself talking shit about yourself you take that shit back <laughs> like real talk right now you know what i mean you take that shit back and you can apologize first of all and then be like i know you can do it and if you don't fully believe it then you can say if someone else can it means that it is possible for me like you say whatever feels true to you because lying to yourself will not necessarily push you towards that belief you know something that i found with words of affirmation and all these things that obviously is something that you can do with yourself like saying things like i am wealthy i am beautiful i am capable i am worthy like you can say that but if you don't feel necessarily like that then don't say i am worthy say my inner child is worthy for example you know you just kind of say it how you can say it you find a loophole in that affirmation in that way of thinking that you actually believe if you don't think that you are wealthy and rich then don't say i am wealthy and rich but say my life is full of richness or there's so many opportunities for me to be rich like i you know what i mean but be very conscious of the words that you use to yourself towards yourself and in your life in general because they really impact your actions your thoughts your beliefs and ultimately who you identify as then we have positive affirmations something that i love doing is saying positive affirmations in my mirror i don't say i don't do this like re religiously i kind of just do it whenever i feel like it i look at myself in the mirror a lot uh not as much lately but i do that i'm a leo okay so like it's just like my way of living but um i try to say good things to me like you're so cute you're adorable you're amazing like you're awesome and i twerk and i'd be like go be a go be a like kind of like that so that is really good and yeah being aware of how you talk to yourself in general i think that's that's the the juice of it you know words of affirmation are really important so yeah i think that was it in terms of like self-love languages I think that gives you an idea of how you can show up for yourself in a way that will help you be more nourished, in a way that will help you feel more empowered, more safe, safer, <laughs> and and overall like learn to love yourself because ultimately you don't love someone by just loving someone. If you you don't love someone by just seeing them once, you love them by being there for them just like someone you only feel loved by someone when they show up consistently if they show up once and then never again is that love to you no right and and the same works with you make it a commitment i cannot stress this enough guys like i know a lot of people are like yeah i'm committed to love myself but they are not actually <laughs> like they say that because it sounds good and, and it f makes them feel good and more empowered and that's good but like the truth is you're not applying that you might not be applying that and so just take a reality check with yourself and be like am i showing up for myself i just gave you so many examples of how you can do that so are you doing like some of these things are you doing a lot of these things are you doing none of them 
this matters so much. You, your reality exists through you. And your reality will change once your inner world changes. It's never the other way around. Never. Not that I know of. I, I don't want to sound like a, a person that talks in absolutes because, you know, I, I, I don't know. But what I, in my experience, it usually happens the other way. So first you change your inner world and that's when real change, that's when long lasting change happens. Because maybe you get like, you know, like let's think about this um, to wrap it up. Let's just, I am going to give you this example. I feel like this is a good analogy, finally. Um, so let's say that you win, you've been saying, you know, I'm rich, you don't really believe it. But for some reason, you win the lottery. You win a bunch of money. Isn't it crazy that most people like find ways to spend that money within like maybe a month, maybe two, maybe, you know, but like most of them spend it so quickly. It's because they don't believe that they're rich. They don't believe that they're capable of holding that much abundance and wealthiness. Well, I want to separate abundance from wealth because it's, it's slightly different. It's very different, in fact, but they don't believe that they are wealthy, so they, so they don't hold on to it because they don't know how to emotionally, mentally, physically. They haven't created that space within them. If they were to have a relationship with themselves, even if it felt uncomfortable because, you know, it's out of their comfort zone to have that much money, they're not used to it, to holding that much energy, um... And so what happens is if you you have a relationship with yourself, even if you feel that uncomfortable feeling, at least you have enough space to be aware of this and to change the pattern, first of all. And if you're already in a good place with yourself that you've worked through a lot of these wounds or limiting beliefs, you know that you are worthy of this wealth. You know that you are safe. You know that even if you lose it all, that you're going to be okay because you can rely on yourself and so you surrender much more you be, you become much more open and life provides so much more that's what i've found for me i'm not saying that life will always be good from now on now that you're working on yourself and like having a relationship with yourself like no that does not happen life becomes better but it doesn't become perfect life is perfect with its imperfections Life is not supposed to be always good or maybe good is not the right term. Always the most pleasant or the most happy, like the happiest. Why am I doing this today? Um, but you can navigate life from a place of less chaotic energy, less overthinking, more trusting, surrendering, letting go, less resistance and more resilience. Does that make sense? Because when you got you, you overcome challenges so much faster and you hold on to the good so much more because you feel deserving of it and you can hold space for it and you stay open. Even if life throws shit at you, even if someone hurts you, you stay open because you know it's not about you. You know you and so your heart continues to be open and you receive so many, like so many gifts. 
And that's the beauty of having a relationship with yourself. Thank you for my TED talk. No, thank you for showing up for my TED talk. You know, I think that is it, guys. I, I hope this inspired you to show up more, to be there for yourself, to actually being there. No BS, okay? And yeah, if you like this episode, make sure that you are following me. I am uploading episodes weekly every Thursday. And um, yeah, make sure that you tag me or you talk to me on Instagram. I would love to know how this um, episode impacted you, what it made you think about or reflect on, because I just love knowing um, and really love talking to you guys. So that is it. Thank you so much for coming. And as No, that is it. Yeah, that is it, guys. Talk to you very, very soon. Bye.